call you Lord. We call you Adonai. You are our Lord. Hallelujah. of your name every knee will bow every tongue confess that you are you are Lord can you help us say that cause at the mention At the mention of your name, every knee, every knee, yeah. Sickness has to bow, and at the mention of your name, every knee, every tongue confess. Yes, you are. Just that easy, Jesus, you are Lord. Yes, you are. Yeah. The sound is so sweet. Jesus, you are Lord. Yes, you are. Yeah. Oh, yes, you are. At the mention of your name. The scales fall from their eyes. Once blinded eyes will see that you are, you are, Lord. So at the mention of your name, the scales fall from their eyes. Once blinded eyes will see that you are, you are, Lord.
Good afternoon. Today is Saturday. I think it's the 6th. Um, I hope that you have had a productive week, that you were able to get some work done at, at, you know, at your job or um, if you're not working, that you were productive with your time, you know, uh, working in what God is calling you to work at and um, doing what God has placed on your heart to do. And I pray that, you know, if you don't have a job, I pray that God will open the windows of heaven and give you favor um, that you will find a job in the coming in this month. In the name of Jesus, claim it, believe it, receive it. That God indeed sees all. Um, he will not let his children go astray when it comes to pro- uh, provision. He will provide. He's the God of um, the impossible. He's the God that makes all things possible. So I want you to have faith when you put out that uh, resume. Pray over it. Tell the Lord. God, I pray the Lord you will open up this resume to those that need to see it, that you will favor it, that those that it come in contact with will will look upon it with favor, that I will have favor with men and with God. You know, you got to say that those things out loud to your circumstances, to, um, you know, what you're doing concerning finding a job. I don't know. I did not come here to say this, but I believe that this word is for somebody, you know. Um, have faith. Have faith that God is not gonna watch you be hungry and be thirsty you know uh he, he's a, he's not a god that will just sit aside and watch you um you know hunger for bread or hunger for food you know um he will indeed provide for you he will provide what you need so whenever you put out those resumes i want you to have faith that it will return with a uh, a letter or a recommendation you know, that they want to see you in an interview. And when you go on that interview, I want you to have faith that indeed they will call you back, you know, and offer you the job, right? I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his bread begging for, uh, nor his seed begging for bread, right? So you are the seed of God and he, he's not, he's not going to let you beg for bread. He will have that job for you. Okay. So calm your heart. Don't be anxious. Just rely on the Lord to lead you to the right job. Okay. And I will personally say, God has always led me to the right job. And there's always an assignment there for you as a child of God. You're not just there to make money, okay? It's it's people there that the Lord wants you to lead them to salvation. It's people that there that the Lord wants you to encourage and edify. It's even people there that the Lord wants you to speak to so that they don't commit suicide. I will personally tell you, there was one time God led me to a job where he told me, you know, when I was in prayer that morning, he told me this person and it came with, the, you know, it came through a word of knowledge that that person wants to commit suicide. And so I prayed 
you know, I prayed. I, and I went and talked to the person. I didn't tell them, you know, God is telling me you're going to commit suicide. But, you know, I went to edify them. So whenever you get the job and you give God glory, ask the Lord, why am I here? Why did you put me here? What is my purpose in this job? You know, and eventually the Lord will tell you. There are times where I've told the Lord, you know, why, why have you put me in this job? And he said, I'll show you. And then over time, he will show me. He literally shows me why I'm there to pray for somebody or to help somebody or to lead somebody to Christ or, you know, even, even to be there, just my presence there alone because there's glory where you are. You know, you, carry, you are the glory carrier, okay? So I, I want to encourage you. I don't know why the Lord is leading me to tell you this, but I want to encourage you that have faith, okay? Have faith in the Lord. Have faith in your prayers that the Lord hears you. And if he hears you, indeed, he will uh, let what it is that you are in need of happen in his timing okay don't be anxious rely on the lord have faith know that god has his best interest at heart for you and there's always a purpose for everything okay so i hope that you encouraged i don't know who that was for but i hope that it edified you and it gave you a calm heart and a comfort uh and that a reassurance as well that god is in control all right so um, thank you so much for tuning in to Mimi's message. Last week, we talked about deliverance. Uh, you know, we talked about um, demons, how to understand, uh, you know, how God sees us when it comes to fighting demons, when it comes to casting out demons, okay? Luke ten nineteen, he has given you authority, okay? Authority comes with power, all right? To trample upon serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the kingdom of darkness so therefore if it's all the powers of the kingdom of darkness then that means that you have power over them they don't have power over you it's all in the mind it's all in the mind okay that's why the enemy is trying to get your mind it's the battlefield the battlefield of the mind that's where the, the the battle is if he can get your mind to think of a certain thing then he can you know paralyze you in that place but you know remember luke ten nineteen that he's giving you authority over all the kingdom of darkness and all all the power of, of the enemy and nothing by any means will ever hurt you you have to believe that and receive that and live by that okay and so we talked about it we talked about you know what demons are like uh we talked about certain, how to prepare yourself to be to be delivered how to you know before you get your deliverance how to start to prepare yourself how to start to work on your deliverance and so today we're going to continue i'm going to basically focus only on uh, after you get delivered, what you do to maintain your deliverance, to maintain your freedom. Because we all know once the demon leaves, it takes how many? Seven of them and try to come back, okay, thinking that you belong to it, but you don't. And what happens is that if it comes and it's empty, it will come and live in there, okay? And you are a temple of the Lord. You are a body of Christ, okay? Your body is a temple, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your true and proper worship. And so therefore, no demon has any 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 space in you, okay? There should not be any space for any spirit of darkness, only the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that, you know, be, be do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the holy with the spirit of the Lord. Be filled with the spirit of the Lord, which is what the Holy Spirit be filled. Do not be drunk with wine. Do not be drunk with with um, you know, demonic things. Be do not be drunk with lust. Do not be drunk with um you know, sexual sins. Do not be drunk with gossip. Do not be drunk with lying. Do not be drunk with homosexuality. Do not be drunk with uh, perversion. Do not be drunk with bitterness. Do not be drunk with jealousy. Do not be drunk with all the spirit of darkness, the, the, the things that are not of God, okay? But be 
but be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, so we're going to focus on how to maintain that freedom, how to maintain being filled with, with, the, with the Spirit of the Lord, how to maintain your righteousness, how to live a life that will um, position you in a way that when the familiar spirit comes or when the demons comes, they don't have any space. Okay, so um, take your Bibles, have your pens and your books ready, and let's dig in. Okay, I hope that you were edified last week. Uh, and that you're ready to learn even more and go deeper in it. All right. So let's listen to this worship song. Uh, it's called, um, I believe the first song that I played was Mention. Um, uh, I don't remember who it's by. It's uh, So I will retell you guys what, who it's by later on. But uh, let's listen to Kiara Shared Free by Kiara Shared. Okay. And have an open heart. Just have a, a, a moment of uh, humility before the Lord. Uh, open your heart to the Holy Spirit at His time uh, and let Him search you and reveal to you the things that you need to be free from so that as we are talking, you can write them down. All right? So have a, uh, a humbled heart and an open spirit to receive from the Lord from this song. My Redeemer has saved me from sin.
So now that we have um, been edified and we've listened to worship, let's just take a moment of prayer. Father, I just thank you. We uh, come before you as humbly as we know how, Lord. We ask you for a a time of communion with you, uh, a time that we are suffering with you. We are, our our plates are empty and we want you to fill it, Father. Uh, Our cups are empty and we want you to fill it with knowledge, with wisdom, and with clarity and understanding. I pray that, Lord, you would take over this time, rebuke the devourer, dismantle the assignment of the enemy, destroy the weapons that have been set, up, set against what you are saying at this time. I plead the blood of Jesus over this time, God, and I pray for a shield of faith to quench every fiery dot of the enemy. I pray for a hedge of protection over myself and over those that are listening at this time, that, Lord, your spirit will dwell upon them and around them. And I even pray that, Lord, you will send forth ministering angels, God, to empower them at this time. God, even to minister to them the things that I've not said, that they will hear your voice, God, that they will hear your, your heart. And they will even um, see in the spirit, God, what you are, sh- you are saying and what you are showing at this hour. I pray for revelation to be poured down upon us this time. I pray for your, uh, your command to go forth um, into the places that they need to go forth to um to set things in place concerning your people those that are have a weariness in your heart and even the burden even false burdens god that lord even this time of um of teaching will will lift off that false burden will will remove anything that is uh, heavy upon them that there will be deliverance and there will be healing god in this hour um, I pray against every distraction. I pray the Lord, um, they will be attentive to what you are saying at this time. And every distraction will be removed out of the way. Uh, I thank you, God, and I bless your holy name. I pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done at this hour. I even pray for those that have been battling a certain type of spirit for so many years. That, Lord, as we come and learn about how to remain free and how to be free in your sight and in um, the circumstance that they see themselves in God, that Lord, it will plant a seed in their heart and in their minds, God, that you are the one that water the seed. You are the one that grows the seed. So the Holy Spirit will do a work in them so that, um, deliverance will start to manifest, um, so that healing will start to manifest, um, so that breakthrough will start to manifest, um, and that your angels will go forth and do the work that um, we cannot do because only you, God, it's by might, it's, it's by power. It's, it's not by power, nor is it by might, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. It's by your power, God. And it's by your might that we are able to see reward. We're able to see victory. We're able to see the yoke destroyed because the anointing is what breaks the yoke. And you are the anointing. Jesus is the anointing. The blood of Jesus is the anointing. God, the Holy Spirit is the anointing. So, Father, we yield to you today, and we humble ourselves to learn from your table at this hour. So we plead the blood of Jesus over this time. And it's in the name of Jesus, Lord, I do pray. Amen. All right, so that song is called um, Free by Kira Sheard. I hope that that edified you. 
Um, and also the song I played before mentioned is by uh, Fresh Start Worship. And I hope that also um, was a, a song that really, you know, gave you a, a calmness in your heart that in, indeed at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and, you know, everything that is not like the Lord will flee because the name of Jesus has power, right? Um, and every tongue will confess that he is indeed Lord. I love the name Messiah, Jesus the Messiah. I just It just does something to me. I don't know. Just saying Jesus Christ the Messiah, like the Messiah. We have only one Christ, right? We all know there's a lot of Antichrist out there that have come proclaiming that they are Jesus Christ, the return one, which is not true. So don't be deceived. There is one Messiah, and he sits at the right-hand side of God, and in the due time, he will come as a what? As a thief in the night. So prepare yourself. He is coming. All right, so this message, uh, as I was praying this morning in worship, and the Lord led me to this revelation. I believe it's for somebody that's listening. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that you will be edified um, and even redirected. Yeah, redirected. Uh, this is for someone who is trying to give up on ministry. Um, what the Lord was showing me is that uh, it's like you, you're doing ministry, but you don't see the fruit yet. You know, in ministry, uh, the fruit of ministry is different from uh, the fruit that we see in the world. Okay, um, in ministry, what the fruit is unseen. The things that you do for the Lord, the purpose, the the, the reward is unseen. Um, but when you come to the world, uh, the 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 reward is seen. What do I mean? I I believe that the person is somebody who does. Uh, ministry for for the Lord, but it's like over time you've been doing ministry for so long, um, but it's like you don't see the support, you don't see the people, you don't see your cloud of witnesses basically, and you're like you know telling the Lord, you know if this doesn't, if this event or if this um you know teaching or if this you know ministry or if this whatever it is that you're doing if it doesn't blow up the next time meaning that if it doesn't if the place is not filled with the people or you know your 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 event is not sold out you know um you're not going to do it again basically it's like you you're giving God a ultimatum you know and um the Lord wants to encourage you by leading you to um Leah the, you know, in Genesis 29. And what God is saying is that, are you doing it for him or are you doing it for people? Like I said, you know, reward in, in, the, um, in the kingdom of God is different from a reward in, in the world. You know, that one person that you're reaching, you have a bigger reward for that than having a room filled with people and there's no impact. Okay, even if a room is is um is empty, you're still being obedient. The Lord wants you to look at Noah. When God told him to build an ark, Noah did not know which of the people were gonna come into the ark. He just did it. God gave him precise instructions, and he did. He didn't know when, you know, um, the flood was coming. You know, he didn't know a lot of things, but he all he knew was what God gave him to build. That's all. And so as he was building, you know, I believe that we all can put ourselves in the shoes of Noah. 
and think as a human being, we will look up and say, okay, where is this rain? It's been dry. Where is this rain? You know, and you can, you can tell that people were coming around him and mocking him. I'm like, why is this man sweating day and night building this ark? And nobody's coming. Nobody's supporting him. Nobody is showing up. There's no rain. What's going on with Noah, right? People were probably gossiping about him, you know, belittling him, talking about him, not supporting him, not being there and all of that. You know, and I, I believe that he probably had times where he, he, he questioned, you know, he's like, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, where is the rain? You know, I believe even if he didn't say it out loud with his mouth, you know, I believe that he, he probably thought about it. Like all of this that I'm doing, you know, that there needs to be a rain. There needs to be. I, I, I'm hoping there's going to be a rain, you know, but it's because Noah believed in the Lord. And that's the thing. I think that. Um, the reason why you're having an ultimatum to the Lord is because you don't believe that he will indeed bring the rain in his due time. There's, an, there's a set time for the people, for your cloud of witnesses. And what the Lord is doing is that he's testing your faith. He's testing your motive. He want to see if you will put on a whole conference, a whole event, a whole um, ministry, a whole um, program. He, he wants even a whole uh, business, Okay. To see if you would do it out of obedience. That's it. And out of obedience, he will then build your ark. Okay? He will then cause your ark to be filled with the people. And then he will bring the rain. So I want to encourage you that do not give the Lord an ultimatum. Like, you know, by 20, you know, 23, if I don't see this place filled with people, then I'm not going to do this. You know, don't don't say that because then you're opening a door for the enemy to encourage you in that in that area. Um look at 2020. The Lord literally shut, you know, <laughs> what happened? You know, I don't think that coronavirus is something that the Lord um he doesn't want to see his people suffering, you know. But he used it for our benefit. He used it to expand his ministry. He used it to expand his kingdom, right? Through people sharing, um, you know, pro- broadcast on internet, a lot of people who never knew God got to know God. Who never went to church knew God because they watched it right online. And what God is saying is that He was testing the heart of His shepherds in the house, in His in His houses, that if indeed He removes the people out of the church, if indeed the people are removed out of the church, are they gonna still shepherd? Are they going to still be a shepherd over the church? Are they going to still pray? Are they going to still do the things they're supposed to do? And 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 that's the revelation that the Lord brought to me concerning um, the specific person that this um, this word is for. Are you still going to shepherd? Are you still going to preach? Are you still going to prophesy? Are you still going to you know, put the events together? Are you still going to do the conference? Are you still going to write that book even if nobody buys it? Are you still going to produce that, um, you know, that outfit or that program or that thing, that material, are you still going to do it? Because even if the room is empty, we're not there for the people. We're there for the Lord, you know. Ministry is with, with the Lord. You're doing it with God, and he's going to bring the people. So the person that is um, is feeling like they want to give up because nobody's supporting them or they want to give up because nobody's coming don't look at what's ahead. Look at what you're doing right now, what you're building right now. Um, Noah 
you know, was looking at the instructions. He wasn't keeping his eyes on when are the people coming. Because if he did, then I don't think he would finish the ark in time. Because he'll be distracted in looking at who's coming and when. And and even he'll be distracted by just looking at the sky, waiting for the rain. Okay, and when the rain comes, he will not be prepared for the people to come in and be saved. So don't let distractions of the future, you know, taint your your uh, your assignment in the now. Let the Lord uh, keep working with you, in you, through you, to build what it is that He's telling you to build. And you know, when you're faithful with the few, He will increase you with even more. And what God is uh, led me to was Leah. When we look in Genesis twenty nine, and and this is so um, profound that you know we know about Leah and Rachel and Jacob, you know that love triangle. But what God is showing me is that some people are like Leah. What what does that mean? You know, you are like Leah, and your audience is like Jacob. Leah was not loved. By Jacob, like how um, Jacob loved Rachel, and so Leah was doing everything to have Jacob's attention, you know. And it says in uh, Genesis, uh, I believe Genesis. Um, let me see. Hold on. Genesis thirty-one. It says, "When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, He enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless." Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. And that's the thing. Many of you, God has seen you that you are unloved, and he has given you a purpose. He has seen that you are lacking something that people have, and he's given you a, a purpose, a vision in your hand. And now that you have it in your hand, that you have finally birthed out the pregnancy of a vision, of a ministry, of a business, you have realized that, yes, God has seen your misery. But now you are trying to gain the love of people. Your husband, you know, should be the Lord. But for some of you, I believe that your husband, you've, you've, you've shifted your focus from the Lord being your audience, from the Lord being the one that the one audience that you need to please, to people, to the audience, to the world, to people. And so Leah said, Surely my husband will love me now. Because now you've been able to produce that book, because now you've been able because the Lord has helped you to be able to produce that ministry or that church or that business or, you know, that not you know, that organization, you know, or be on a platform or whatever. Now your focus is saying, oh, wait, yeah, God has seen my misery, but wait a minute. I believe that now people, people are going to actually, you know, love me. And the Lord is saying, no, no, that's not the case. Your, your, your motives has switched. Let's see, Genesis 29, 33 says, She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. You know, and it's like, and it says, so she named him Simeon. You know, and it's like, you finally do this specific thing, 
and you're hoping that people are going to love on you. But when they don't love on you and God gave you another instruction to do something, you were like, okay, this one will cause people to actually see me and love me or support me or be, you know, or, you know, um, give you um, honor, you know. And God is saying, no, your focus is tainted. Let's see 34. It says, again, she conceived. And when she gave birth to a son, she said, now at last my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. So he named, uh, so he was named Levi. And again, God has given you another assignment, yet you're still looking at the husband, which is basically your audience, the people that you're hoping to love on you or to, to follow you on social media or to like your messages or to, to, to buy tickets to your event. And God is like, no, no, no. Remember that I am your, your, your shepherd, that I am your husband, that I'm the one that you should be pleasing, not people. Remove your focus from people to the Lord. 35, it said, she conceived again. And when she gave birth to a son, she said, this time I will praise the Lord. Right? She said, this time I will praise the Lord. And I believe that you have to come to that point where you say, this time I will praise the Lord. Meaning that this time I'm doing it for the Lord. This time I don't care if the room is empty. I don't care if there's one person. I don't care if there's two people that tune into your clubhouse event. I don't, you know, you got to tell yourself that. Because if you keep birthing, you know, ideas and events and you know, organizations and all those things for people to like you, you are being like Leah in Genesis 29, 31 to 34, in that you are trying to gain love from the place that you don't need love from. Because God loved you so much that he gave his only son. So you already loved. And God loved you so much that he actually gave you that purpose, that vision, that ministry, that church, that business, that organization, that material, that book to produce out. So you have to then say what? This time I will praise the Lord with no attachment to maybe then, you know, your husband will love you or maybe then people will come or maybe then people will love you or people will, you know, um, you know, support you. No. So. I don't know who this is for, but I just want to encourage you. Be like Noah, okay? And be like Leah in Genesis twenty nine thirty five. This time, I will praise the Lord. You know, don't look to people to do something that God has told you. And I'm going to share my personal testimony. There was a time where I, you know, I've had events where the room has been filled. And I've had events where the room was not filled. And I still did it. Um, did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. You're, you're a human being. You would expect people who you've known, who you've helped in your own you know, ministries and your own things to come. But sometimes God will take you through that journey to see your faith, one, to see your purpose. Like, are you doing this for him or are you doing it for people or for, for, for a room to be filled? I remember there was a time where I had an event and um, two people showed up. I had a, a paint night event and two people showed up and after and I really spent very quality time with the two people with, with the two ladies and I asked the Lord afterwards I was like Lord why was it only two people and he he said because if I brought a room full of people you would not have the time that I need you to have for those two women 
okay? There was there was a deliverance that was supposed to happen between me, well, between um, me and them, meaning that they, they needed deliverance, and the Lord wanted to use me to deliver them. I didn't lay hands on them. I just talked to them. They needed to be delivered from, I'm not going to say what it is, because that's, you know, that's between the Lord and me and them. But the Lord, if, if, if the Lord put in that room a lot of people, the, the amount of time that I needed to sit with them and talk with them and encourage them and, you know, with the words that the Lord gave me to talk to them, you know, um, it would not have happened. That deliverance would not have happened. And so, you know, if God causes you to not have a lot of people or even not have your books sold out, or your ministry event so that it's okay because he knows what he's doing. And if you don't know what God is doing, you can ask him. I did. And he told me, you know. And honestly, after I talked to the lady, she became empowered. And she started to actually work toward what God is calling her to do. So that deliverance needed to happen. You know, just talking to her delivered her from that what she was um, under. So... I want to encourage you, do not put down the paper and the pen and say, this is the last time I'm doing this event or I'm doing this ministry or I'm doing this church event or, you know, last time I'm going to open the church for people to come in. You know, last time I'm going to produce this book or do this podcast or do this, you know, clubhouse. Don't don't look at the audience. Remember, in ministry, in the, in the kingdom of God, your reward is unseen. You don't know what you're doing in the realm of the spirit when you're talking, you know. You don't know what, what is happening in people's lives. Even even many years from now, people are gonna be, you know, looking at your your product and looking at what you've put out there. That will deliver them, heal them, minister to them. Even years from now, you know. So you gotta start. You gotta start from somewhere. Don't give up because people are not supporting you. The cloud of witnesses will come. Look at Jesus. When he started, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were all against him. The church that was supposed to be with him was against him. Okay? And he had to build with his disciples. Even within his disciples, there were people. Well, there were two. Well, I would say, you know, Judas was the main one. But Peter denied him as well, you know? But he, he didn't say, oh, I'm just going to throw throw the towel. I'm just going to throw up the towel. I'm just done. I'm not going to do this. Like I'm done with healing people. I'm done. No, he didn't say that. Even those that did not believe because you know, when he he went to a certain place and because the people, because the people did not have faith, they, they did not believe he was not able to perform miracles there. He didn't just say, Oh, just because you, y'all, y'all don't, don't want to, you know, have me deliver you because y'all don't believe I'm not going to do this again. He didn't just, you know, throw the whole mission away because a certain group of people did not believe in him. He went somewhere else and he continued. So continue, okay? Do not look at the audience. Do not look at who turned in and who tuned in and who did not tune in. It doesn't matter. You're doing it for the Lord. Colossians 3.23, I want you to look at that. We, we have to do everything as unto the Lord and not unto man. Because if you look at an audience, you will never do anything. There are many times. If I look at the audience, I will never do anything for the Lord. It's not about the audience. It's about you and the Lord working together for his kingdom. 
It's a selfless mission. Jesus was selfless in so many ways, you know. And sometimes you will come to that point like Jesus did in the garden and say, Lord, if if you can, let this cup pass me by. But let your will be done, not mine. It's okay to be human, you know, and go to the Lord and let him know how you feel. But do not discard your mission. Do not discard your vision. Do not discard your purpose because people are not there to support you. Do it and God will send the right people. He will look at your heart and he will see it. So I pray that you are empowered, that you will pick up your mental. Yeah, pick pick up your mental and keep walking, keep stepping because you are needed. Do not Put down your sword. Do not put down your weapons. Do not put down your assignment. Pick it up and keep stepping. If, you, if you're going to walk it alone, it's okay. Noah built alone. And God brought the flood. God brought the people to occupy the room. To occupy the rooms in the ark. Okay? So I hope that this edified you. And I want you to, you know, repent. If you need to repent. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry that I ever even said, you know, that I'm not doing this because nobody's showing up or because, you know, you've not allowed people to show up. Repent. Tell the Lord, God, I'm sorry that I even said that. I'm sorry that I said that, you know, I'm not doing this event anymore. I'm not doing this conference anymore. I'm not doing this ministry anymore. I'm not doing this church anymore because you've not sent people to come. I repent, Lord. Tell, tell the Lord that. Okay? Tell the Lord that. And reposition your heart that you're doing it for the Lord. He will send the people. He will send the money. He will send the right things that he needs to send. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. The Holy Spirit is... if Like, look, listen. <laughs> I will say this. I remember my first conference. It wasn't a full room. Okay? It wasn't. It wasn't a full room at all. But the Spirit of the Lord came rushing in there. And that caused it to be a successful conference. The Lord used me to prophesy on people. Everybody that came in there. Okay? Because the Spirit of the Lord came in there. And because God allowed me to step in my calling. it It was a successful conference. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord comes in. And do a work in the room, a work in you, a work in a work in the people. It doesn't matter how many people showed up. You had a successful ministry event. Okay? So do not look around you. There's a Bible verse that says, do not look anxiously around you. Look to the Lord. Look to the Lord. Okay? So don't don't throw away your purpose. Work harder at it. When the enemy try to remind you and tell you things that are not true, work harder at it and pray and be faithful with what God has given you and be obedient to the instructions that God gave you. You know, sometimes God will talk through other people to 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 minister to you and even to give you instructions. There are many times that he would do that. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ask for revelation. Ask for direction. And do what God tells you to do. 
in due time, you will see the place filled. And even when the place becomes filled, trust me, let me, let me tell you, trust me. When the place becomes filled with thousands of people, you will not even, it, it will not be um, important to you how many people showed up. You know why? Because God, at that time, God will train you so much that uh, the attendance will not be as important to you as the impact and even his spirit in the room. And that's the thing about God, you know. A, a lot of people who are in ministry, who have uh, thousands of people that come to their event, they had to go through times where nobody showed up. Joyce Myers will tell you. She started a ministry. She said only the people in her office showed up to her Bible studies. Only the people in her office. It was five people. I think she said five. Okay? When you look at other preachers and, and, and ministry people, even in like even books that they sold and, 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 and songs that they produced and, and ministry that they did and, and events and conferences and all that, it wasn't overnight success. You know, the thing is, when you have an overnight success, guess what happens? You have an overnight defeat. Yeah, because you're not... You are not built. Your character is not built for it. Your, 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 your spirit is not built. You, you are not equipped for what it is that you are asking for. Let God move you through the process. And in the process, there will come victory at the end. But don't throw away your, your purpose. So I hope that this blessed the person. I just, I just wanted, I really felt it to, to tell you. Because the Lord was just... He was talking to me about Noah, and then he, he talked to me about Leah, and I'm like, what? What does Leah have to do with that? And so then I, he, uh, he gave me the revelation. So I just hope that this edified you and, and equipped you and strengthened you. You know, um, you know, we're not here to entertain an audience. We are here to empower and build an army for the Lord, okay? So continue to build your army, even if it's two, three, four, five, six, one, sometimes zero. It's okay. You might be the army that you need to build at that time when it's zero. Okay? So keep keep building for the Lord, not for your husband, who is basically what? The audience. The audience is not your husband. God is your husband in this ministry. Okay? God is the, the person that we please. He's the one that we look to. He's the one that we do this for. So ask yourself, what is your motive? What is your motives? What, 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 why, why do you do what you're doing? I think 2020 really taught us to ask ourselves, why am I doing this? You know? So keep asking yourself, why? And who am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? All right? I hope that you were blessed. And I hope that it, it helped you. Go forth. You are loved. And you are cared for. And you have a purpose. You have a word in your mouth. You have a song in your mouth. You have a, a assignment in your belly that you need to birth out. And just like Leah said, this time I will praise the Lord. All right. So I believe that last week we ended at um, the seventh step, which is basically prayer to ask the Holy Spirit to fill every empty space in you after deliverance, after the Spirit has been evicted, cast out, um, and that you are divinely filled by the Spirit of the Lord. Like I said, before we are not to be drunk with wine, but we are to be filled with the spirit of the Lord. Um, and so that 
drunkenness of the demon or or of the spirit has been removed, whatever drunkenness it is. And, and I believe that that passage is not just talking about wine, but talking about everything that is not like the Lord. Okay, and so. Uh, in that time, after that, most most of the time, you know, apostles and prophets who have a high ranking in the spirit that can cast out demons, they normally uh, leave you by filling you with the spirit of the Lord or filling that place that has been emptied with God's presence. Um, and so basically, um, you want to pray Psalms 91 and also Psalms 23 to edify yourself that, you know, you are covered, you are you are. Uh, under the safety of the Lord, and also that you have a shepherd who is God. Okay, uh, so now let's continue. Uh, eight, the eight step. This is after you've been delivered, after the demon has been cast out. How to maintain your freedom? Um, because, like I said before, when a demon leaves, it comes back. It comes back, right? And if you are not occupied by the spirit of the Lord, it will try to come and take authority over your body, over you, okay, and live in you, and you don't want that, I don't want that, nobody wants that, so eight, realize that you are free, and God loves you, okay, healing is the children's bread, okay, God instructed Jesus to come down, to lay down on the cross for hours, for your healing, for your freedom, so Every day, you have to remind yourself that you're free because what the enemy will try to come and do is try to tell you that, are you really free? You know, just as he did with, you know, um, Adam and Eve when he came to Eve. Like, did God really say that, you know, you should not eat this fruit? Did, are you really going to die? You know, um, and so the enemy will come. And that's why normally uh, people who deliver people um, will tell you, write down the day that you were delivered. Because when the enemy comes, you can say, no, in January 5th, 1985, you were delivered from this spirit. You are reminding the enemy that you're already free. So it's good to write down the date that you got delivered and then build from there. Okay. And know that God loves you because God loves you. What? Healing, deliverance is the children's bread. He wants to see you free. Okay, healing is the children's bread. We see that in Matthew 15, 26 to 28. Who the son sets free is truly free indeed because the devil will come. But you got to put it down and say, no, I am free. I'm free on this day. And for, from this day going forward, you're free. Okay, determine to live a life of freedom and renewal of your mind daily. That's the key. Renewing your mind because when a demon comes and stay in you, it will um, basically train, well, not say train, but it will um, it, it will introduce you to a different type of thinking, different, ty- different type of habits and desires, because that's how it's able to um, cause you to feed what they, they need, okay? And so you have to then, after it leaves, those things that you've been doing, it's still there because you've trained yourself, Right? Well, you're not training yourself, but the, the, the demon has trained you to do those things. So then you have to pull down those mindsets. You have to stop going to those places. You have to stop talking to those people. You have to remove yourself from those things. You have to create new habits and consistently pull down every thought that come against the knowledge of God and make it subject to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Daily, it's a daily battle, okay? 
in your mind. You have to create those thoughts. You have to, you have to intentionally think. You have to intentionally do things, okay? If you have a, a spirit of lust that left you, if you're a man, you have to intentionally guard your eyes. You know, guard your eyes. When you go out, you have to intentionally guard what you look at, who you look at, okay? If you see that thing coming around, if that spirit of Delilah or Jezebel or whatever is coming, you have to turn your eyes, right? If you're a woman who who was, you know, under the influence of seduction, you know, a seductive spirit, when you see a man, you have to be in 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 a a space where you don't you know put out seduction even the way you dress right the way you dress the way you behave the way you 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 pose in pictures all of that you have to change that okay so find bible verses that are opposite of what you are battling with and recite it to yourself every single morning and whenever you need to remind yourself remind yourself of those bible verses and then have positive biblical confessions that you speak out loud to yourself to agree with what heaven thinks of you, what God thinks of you, okay? So write down affirmations. It's good to write down affirmations in that area. So let's say maybe you had a mute spirit because somebody in your family told you that you're not going to amount to anything or told you to, to shut up or never talk or never express yourself. So then that opened a door for a mute spirit to come into you and now you can't really voice your opinions. You can't really like agree to things that the Lord is trying to bring into your life. You, you don't speak up, you know, all of that. When that spirit leaves, write, out, write down affirmations, okay? Write down affirmations about your voice, that you have a word in your mouth, that the Lord has placed his word in you, that, you know, um, out of your mouth, right, flows what? Rivers of living water. Out of your belly flows what? Rivers of living water, right? So, like, use those Bible verses to encourage yourself and edify yourself because you, you you will be speaking to your spirit man, okay, and also to your mind, it's good to speak things out, profess things out of your mouth, okay? And even when you pray, pray out loud. Because, you know, when you pray, it's not just you that's hearing it. And it's not just God, but it's the enemy, okay? Because when the, when the demon comes around and, and is waiting patiently to have a, a little space to come in, when you're saying that those affirmations, you're actually, you know, saying things against that spirit, okay? Things that are, are opposite to that spirit. And so that spirit feels uncomfortable. So remember to say positive affirmations, you know, biblical positive affirmations. And I want you to like thank the Lord. Whenever you remember your deliverance, just say thank you to the Lord. Or whenever the enemy tried to remind you of your past bondages, just, you know, have a, a, a moment of thank you, God, for my deliverance. Thank you, God, for my healing. Just have a moment of just thanks to the Lord because that, that really shuts the enemy's voice down because instead of, you know, letting it, um, you know, um, remind you of the past, you are then moving forward and saying, oh, you know what? I'm already delivered, but thank you, God, for that. Thank you, Jesus. You are giving the attention to the Lord instead of to the enemy. Nine, temptations will come like a flood. I, that is um, something that is going to happen. Uh, you cannot run away from it, but you can. Well, you can run away like, you know, how Joseph ran away from, um, you know, Potiphar's wife. But uh, it's going to come. And, you know, Potiphar's wife did not just come one time. He, she came a couple times, right? So you have to um, know that it's going to come. Right afterwards, the enemy will try. Oh, he, the enemy will try so many ways to bring 
you know, a flood of temptations in that area that you just got delivered from. So if it's gossip, the enemy will call your friends. We'll have, we'll have a cup of tea to share with you. Your enemy, the enemy will send people, okay, to come with, you know, a word or to come with a message. Oh, guess what? I just heard. I heard this word, you know, from this person that this is what's happened in this person's life. And this is, this is that, you know, shut it down. Say, you know, uh, I, have, I have things to do. I'm sorry. I don't have time to, to sit on the phone right now. I'm sorry. I cannot meet you for coffee again because it's going to turn into three-hour gossip or five-hour gossip. Okay? So cut it off. Immediately cut it. If you're able to cut it off, cut it off. If you're able to walk away, walk away. Cut off... So sometimes you might have to just cut off social media because majority of the time, and, I, and people don't know this, but <laughs> social media is, can be a, a good source and also a bad source. Social media can be a way that the enemy can use to basically tempt you and present temptations to you. Have you ever tried like fasting? All of a sudden, like when you open Instagram, all you see is like food, Right? Or you, you, you're trying to deprive yourself from something. And all you see is like outfits on social media. Like people keep sending you, you know, coupons for outfits. And you're like, wait a minute. So you might have to literally just cut, like just fast from social media. And I think this is very important. You might have to just do that because that means that you're cutting the enemy's source of tempting you. People don't know that the more you, like on social media, there's so many temptations. Like so many so many. And if you're not somebody who's uh, very in tune with the Spirit of the Lord, you will not be able to pick it up. It's very sudden. It, it's it not, not sudden, but it's very, um, it comes very, like, uh, not in like a, a um, you know, a, 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 a known way. It comes very suddenly, like very, very, very slightly, you know. It just comes very, very softly, just very slightly. But over time, because, you know, your conscious, your unconscious mind also picks up things, right? So you might have to cut off social media because the enemy can use that as temptation. Or you can censor your social media. So, for example, if you're somebody who um, listens to a lot of songs on YouTube or on um, Pandora, you know, or even your internet. If you're somebody, like I talked about last week, if you struggle with porn, you might want to get censored for your um, your computer, right? Or your phone, uh, because you want to, um, shield yourself. Okay. From being able to be open to anything that will invite you to have that desire again. Okay. Uh, and even like if you're somebody that struggle with addictions, you don't want to, um, maybe you, you might want to stay away from the, the family picnic, because you know they're gonna serve serve alcohol because maybe your family is the one that introduced you to that to that um you know that spirit of addiction uh maybe your family drinks a lot you might want to stay away from that picnic okay or might might just get a to go box and go okay in this time it's so pivotal um I'm not saying that be alone no surround yourself with godly people but you want to cut off things. It's so, 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 so important to cut off things and people in this season of freedom. Once you get delivered, you need to cut off things. That's why I'm saying that it's so important to know, you know, uh, who and what is feeding your, that spirit, 
in you that is not of God before you get delivered so that you are able to cut it off before you get delivered. So when you get delivered, you don't have to, you know, have to deal with that anymore. So godly friends or mentors with you is very important. You got to steady, steady, steady your word daily. Every day, even if it's one verse, read it and meditate on it. Worship every morning, okay? And and also when the Spirit of the Lord leads you to worship. Sometimes I'll be making, um, and this is like, you know, off topic. Sometimes, like, uh, I'll be making dinner or, like, um, I'll be making breakfast. And all of a sudden, I feel the, the need to worship. And I'll just start worshiping and I'll just be thrust into prayer, you know. And that's what happens when you 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 um you spend a lot of time with the Lord on a daily basis. There are times where you have like just this this um this feeling, you know. This it sometimes becomes like a burden to just have a moment of worship. Even if you have food on on the on the stove, you you will like turn it off just to pray or just to worship. Um, and over time, as you spend time with the Lord, those things will start to become uh, familiar and also uh, become normal to you. Okay. One thing is demons hate worship, okay? They hate worship because you're exalting the name of the Lord, okay? So worship, always have worship around you in your atmosphere. Whenever you feel like you're starting to like um, yearn for those things that, you know, that those demons uh, cause you to desire, put on worship. You know, when you start to um, think about the past of how you were before, put on worship. Okay, and sometimes you can even put on the word of God um, in in um, the Bible app. You can play the word of God. You can like it, it will read it to you. Okay, your atmosphere. You you need to like take over your atmosphere with the word of God, with worship, and with prayer. Because when you do that, the enemy cannot dwell in your atmosphere. Okay, the the demon cannot stay there, because you've set your atmosphere to invite angels, to invite the Holy Spirit. Okay, and darkness and light cannot dwell in one place at the same time. And one thing, anoint your house. Anoint your house. You got to as long as many times as you need to. Like when I say as many times as you need to, maybe you might have to do it every day. Or you know, when you're led by the Holy Spirit to anoint your house, anoint your your windows. You know, your your doors, your 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 um your walls. Anoint your house. Okay, and when I say anoint your house, you can use anointing oil, but it's also the anointing of the Lord, okay? The Holy Spirit, the oil of the Lord. It's in the Spirit, okay? So you can pray with the anointing oil. You can even use water if you don't have anointing oil. You can even use your own, your hands. You, you might not have to anoint your hands to anoint your house. You can use your hands because there's power, okay, in prayer. You can put your hand on, on, your, on your house and anoint it, okay? And pray that no spirit of, dark, no spirit of darkness can can move into your house, can come into your house, and your, your house is, is sealed under the blood of Jesus. It's, there's a, there's a, a um, even pray that the Lord will set a fire, a wall of fire around your house, okay? That you put a hedge of protection over your house and ask for the Lord to send your angels to guard your house, okay? To guard the doorposts of your house, to guard your walls, to guard your, your house, east, west, south, north of your house, all right? And this is a belief, you have a belief in your heart that this is happening, Okay, you cannot pray and doubt like, ooh, are the angels in, in their position? You know, no, pray, believe that they are and they are already. Okay, because you have angels assigned to you. Your body is a temple. Okay, your body is a temple. 
Remember that. Anoint your body. And if it's a place in your body that the enemy had possession over, maybe you had a a spirit of perversion or lust, and so the enemy had, um, um, you know, was controlling your sexual organs or controlling your eyes, uh, controlling your hands, you can anoint those parts, okay? And plead the blood of Jesus over it and dedicate it, rededicate those parts to the Lord. That the Lord will be the one to um, basically take over those parts, okay? That you're making it a living sacrifice for the Lord, okay? Let the Holy Spirit lead you in praying over those places. Um, like I said, if you have a... a um, like I said before, if you had a, a spirit of perversion or um, of lust, normally as a, when you get delivered, you will feel like you're giving birth, okay? And so you feel that leaving you in, in that area. So what you got to do, you, you can anoint that area as many times as, as you're led by the Lord to do that. 11, you got to keep a journal of your dreams. I cannot stress this enough. The enemy... Okay, okay. In your dream realm, there are different there are three different dreams. There is the divine, diabolical, and then the self um basically flesh dreams. And then within dreams there are um dream purpose of dreams. There are like um I would say there are uh, instruction dreams, there are warning dreams, um there are uh, destiny dreams, okay? So focusing on dreams you got to journal your dreams because the enemy gets a foothold through your dream, your dream realm, okay? Because the enemy has left you, it, sh- it will try to put seeds in your mind through your dreams. And there are different forces that work against dreams. Um, normally, when you have a demon uh, in you, the enemy can bring in diabolical dreams all the time, most of the time. Um... But when the enemy leaves, it will try to come back through your dream realm. A lot of people that have uh, spirit husbands or spirit wives, they normally dream somebody lying next to them in bed, somebody having sex with them, okay? Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot of spiritual things that happen in the dream realm. So you have to take control over, over that by submitting your dream realm to the Lord every night. If you need to worship and pray before you go to bed, do it. Um, because, like, you know... Sometimes you dream and you come out and you're like, whoa, that felt so real, like as though you were there, right? That's how it is. In your dream realm, the enemy can plant seeds. And so sometimes God will um, reveal to you what the enemy is trying to do so that when you wake up, you will write down your dreams, okay? And pray against it. Pray against the diabolical things that the enemy is trying to do. If you get up out of your dream and you don't feel good, it doesn't sit right with you, that's not of God. Right, majority of the time, that's not of the Lord, and you know, even when it comes to dreams, there's so much I can say. Write them down, but like with with divine dreams, even when you come out and it's not good, like it's not a good, pleasant thing, you have you have this type of peace that you can't really um, uh, comprehend. Like, like for example, if you're gonna go through your wilderness season, and God is telling you, He's taking you from you know Egypt to your your promised land but you have to go through a wilderness season you might find yourself like in an empty room and it's dark right and you will like see a door opening and a light coming through the door 
Okay, in the beginning, in the dream, it was dark. It it did not feel pleasant. But then later on, you realize that you realize that the door opened and a light came in the room. Right? His light has come to your your circumstance, basically. So when you wake up, you have peace. But then you realize that the room was dark. You you it's it it did not sit well with you. And that's just the Lord letting you know what is to come. But He's with you, right? So that is not that is not a, a diabolical dream. That is a, a divine dream that God is trying to reveal to you what is coming. But the most important thing is that you gotta you gotta pray over your dreams. If it's divine, if it's flesh, if it's diabolical, you gotta pray over it. Diabolical dreams are like dreams where you are being chased by animals, or somebody's trying to, a snake is trying to bite you, or you know you you feel fear. It's a lot of fear happening there. That's diabolical. Okay, uh, fleshly dreams is like basically you like somebody and you dream about them, that you and them are, you know, spending time together. Uh, it's because you you in your personal um no normal day-to-day life you are you know um thinking about them or maybe you you desire to have a, a certain car and then you dream and every day you're, you're looking at the car every day every day you're thinking about a car you're gonna dream about, about the car right that's fleshly dream but in either way you take all the dreams to the lord you got to take your diabolical dream seriously. You got to pray against it. That dismantle the assignment of the enemy. Break the, the yoke. Break it. Break it. Destroy what the enemy is doing. And when you're praying against diabolical dream, you want to be um, sensitive to what you see, what you smell, and what you feel, what you taste, and what you hear. Because when you're praying against diabolical dreams, there's a lot happening in you and on you. I'll share my personal thing. For me, when I'm praying against um, diabolical dreams, um, especially when it comes to, like, when it has to do with um, witchcraft or it has to do with Jezebel, okay, Um, my hands will start to itch. Like, my left hand will start to itch. And that's how I know this is witchcraft, okay? Uh, Or sometimes I'll smell something. I'll smell, like, a burning, something burning, Okay, so you got to be um, in tune with your senses when you're praying against diabolical dreams. Okay, and when it's divine dreams, just pray to the Lord. Let your will be done, Father. Let your will be done in my life. And if it's uh, fleshly dreams, just pray and reposition your heart because that means that your heart is um, your heart has the wrong motive. Basically, that you're desiring something about the Lord or that your heart is in a place where uh, it's basically exalting that that thing, you know. Um, just pray for your heart, basically, because your your heart is where the dream is coming from. When it comes to fleshly dreams, um, demons will try to come into your your dreams. Okay, they're 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 demons that are assigned to dreams. They're mind blocking spirits. Basically, they come to steal to to block your mind, your dream from being from you from remembering your dream. They try to block your your thoughts and your mind so that you don't remember your dreams. Because if you remember your dreams you can pray against it or you can pray for it, right? Uh so you gotta pray against mind blocking spirit. If you don't remember your dreams, pray against mind blocking spirit and also dream snatchers. They're demons that are assigned to come and steal your dreams, okay? And also they're demons that are sent to put dreams into your mind. Okay, so that's why it's important to to get in position and in in prayer that you align your dream room to the Lord. You ask the Lord to come in your dream room to to, to speak to you at night 
and and break every hold of the enemy against your dream realm okay to to break the the hand of the enemy off of your dream realm so pray over your dreams every night and pray about your dreams to god to help you and give you revelation okay uh there's dream interpretation uh joseph had dream had, had a a a gift to um to interpret dreams right uh we see that in genesis we see that also in daniel daniel is a dream interpreter right he um the lord sent him to kings to in- help them get their dreams interpreted so you can ask for that anointing the lord you know joseph said that isn't you know um doesn't dream interpretation belong to the lord he's the one who gave it to you right and if he didn't give it to you if the if the demons gave it to you if the enemy gave it to you you can still go to the lord and pray for understanding okay uh and also you can pray for the lord to send angels to your dream to fight for you um it's so important angels are in your dream realm angels can come and help you in your dream realm there's so many so many times i've seen angels in my dreams okay um i want you to listen to the angel podcast message that i i i talked about uh for me personally the first time how i started to to sense angels and to see and all that is i started with angels in my dream room i saw them in my dream room they came to rescue me they came to help me okay so ask the lord to send your angels in your dream room to help you all right you will have dreams trust me you will they will try the animal will try they'll come and tempt you they'll try you know you wake up out of dream like as though you were back there or back in that space or back in that place or back you know you will have those dreams okay do not be afraid the dream dreams is not the final thing okay dreams is not final you have the power to open your mouth and pray against it if it's diabolical and then pray for it if it's divine okay because they'll try to bring your desires back or even put seeds in you okay to to cause you to to have a desire for it that's why you know people who have spirit spouses um when they have sex in the in your in your sleep when they wake up they feel a desire to have sex in the natural so you got to break it in the realm of the spirit so that it does not transfer to the natural okay what is spirit spouse basically um it's a demon that is married to somebody in your in your in your spirit uh and they 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 uh, interact with them when they're asleep and that's why sometimes you see people who um can give birth in the spirit um but they cannot give birth in the natural because they have a spirit spouse there's why sometimes you see people who um they're very nice you know even and the spirit spouses can be men and women too um you know you you see a guy and he's he's powerful and he's you know he's 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 anointed and he's this and he's that but then he doesn't have a, a wife um sometimes it's due to spirit spouse uh spirit spouse you know when you have a spirit spouse when like i said you you sleep and you feel like you're uh always with somebody like you know um you you if you're a woman you're with a guy if you're a man with you you're with a woman you know they're sleeping next to you you're having sexual encounters you're you're kissing them you're holding hands you're you have a family you know you got to be careful with that because um you get you you got to pray against that um because spirit spouses are demonic and they can get jealous and they can cause you not to be able to be fruitful in your natural life okay they can steal so many things from you poverty comes from spirit spouses Uh I'm not going to talk about spirit spouses um in depth but 
just basically take uh, your dreams seriously. Write them down. We see uh, in Daniel, in the book of Daniel, um, we see, let's open to it. Uh, I believe it's Daniel, um, if I'm mistaken. Daniel, hmm. Daniel 7. Yep. Daniel 7, 1. It says, um, uh, let's see. Daniel 7, 1. I'm going to skip all of us and say, Daniel had a dream and had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Then he wrote down the dream, telling the main facts. Okay. So if Daniel can write down his dreams and his visions down, you can too. Okay. So write them down. What you remember is okay. Write them down. It's good when you wake up in the morning to just lay there and, and, uh, the Holy Spirit will bring it back to you. Okay. Ask the Holy Spirit, please help me, help me remember my dream. Um, and also sometimes when you start to worship or start to pray, the Holy Spirit will start to remind you your dreams. Okay. Um, so yeah, just pray about them. Um, And if you're somebody who like, um, when you see yourself eating in your dream or drinking in your dream, it's not good. You got to pray against that because, um, that has to do with, uh, the diabolical. Okay. That's the enemy feeding your, feeding you, feeding the flesh, feeding that issue. Okay. So you gotta, you cannot eat your, you cannot eat in your dream. You, if you see yourself eating and drinking, it's not good. You got to pray against that. That's witchcraft as well. Okay. Um, okay. So do not eat. If somebody give you food in your dream, do not eat it. If somebody give you water to drink, I don't care if you know who they are. I don't care if you know them in the, in the natural, like maybe your, your friend or your family or your, your husband or your wife. Do not drink it. Do not eat it. Um, Make sure that you pray over yourself before you go to bed. You know, read the word of God. Speak it out. Renew your mind. Because some, some things, I'll give you an example of dreams that you might have right after you get delivered. Let's say you have a issue, you have a drinking issue and, you know, you got delivered from addiction, of, addiction to alcohol. The enemy will try to come in your dream realm and, you know, you find yourself in a family event or a friend event. And the enemy will, will, you know, bring somebody that look like your, your family or your friend that you know and trust. And they will come and give you a bottle. Oh, here, I, I gave you, you know, I, I brought you a bottle. You know, I have a bottle for myself too. And then you drink it, okay? You drink it with the person. So it's planting a seed, okay? So when you wake up, you have a desire to drink alcohol, okay? So you see how that works? So, for example, if you're somebody who struggled with lust, okay, with sex, and so you got delivered, all of a sudden you find yourself in your dream realm, you know, um, having sexual encounter with your previous boyfriends or girlfriends, okay? Uh, and then when you wake up, you have that desire, okay? That's a seed. The enemy likes to plant seeds in your dreams. That's why when you wake up, you have a desire to do something. You're like, why do I have a desire to do this, okay? Out of nowhere, so you got to pray against those things that, that you see. Remember, your dream is not final. You have the say to break it so that it does not, you know, move from the spirit to the natural. Because before something happens in the natural, it has to take place, what, in the spirit first. And your prayer determines that, 
Okay, your prayer to the Lord determines if it should or should not. Many of you, if only you spent five minutes to pray against that dream, you would not find yourself in back in that area again. All it takes, just take a few minutes. And if you don't remember your dream, you can have a a, a general dream, a, a general prayer of saying, you know, I break every covenant, every diabolical covenant, every every diabolical seed, every contract, everything that I encountered in my dream room that caused a door, you know, to be open to the enemy. You know, I you can pray general dream, general prayer against dream, diabolical dreams, if you don't remember your dream, and say, you know, God, I I I, I ask you to send my angels to fight against everything that happened in my dream that I don't remember, break the assignment of the enemy off, dismantle it, eradicate it, burn it down with the fire of God by the blood of Jesus. It's broken. You have power to pray against the enemy, because God has given you power. Okay. Um. Sometimes the Lord will show you what the enemy is trying to do so that you can pray against it. That's why your dream is so important. Your dream is as important as, um, you know, uh, I would say your dream is as important as how you live your life. Okay. A lot of people don't take your dreams seriously. It's very, very important. Look at Daniel. <laughs> Look at Joseph. Joseph dreamt of what, what, what was to come and he saw it manifest. Okay, so don't don't neglect your dreams. God is speaking to you. A lot of times, God, you know, God um, speaks to prophets through your dreams. So we take our dreams seriously. Okay, he he makes himself known in visions, and he makes he speaks to us in dreams. So take your dreams seriously. Um, so I want to take a break, and then we're gonna talk about the rest of it. Uh, so it's 20 things, right? So right now we are at 12. So let's take a, a worship break and then and also a commercial break. And then uh, we will continue with um, number 12. Fire. I can't preach like this. I need fire. I need fire. I can't stay married like this. I need some fire. I need fire. Fire. Is there anybody in the room who needs the fire of God tonight? Oh, come on. It's time to worship tonight. Somebody just say, I need fire, 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 fire. I need fire in my mind. I need it in my will. I need it in my behavior. Somebody ask for fire. Come on, I need you to lift up your voices tonight. Fire. Let's fall. 
a correction from the last week's uh, message i think i said that um angel michael um came to deliver a message to daniel in daniel 10 it was actually angel gabriel 
Uh, when you look in Daniel 10, 13, it says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Um, now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. So basically, um, you know, we know that in Daniel ten, twelve, um, basically it's prophecies concerning Persia and Greece. And so Daniel prayed in the first day that he prayed, you know, um, when he set his heart to understand and to be humble before the Lord, his words were heard. And so, um, but the angel, his angel was not able to come to deliver the understanding to him because he was uh, fighting a principality. Uh, and angels worked together. Uh, and so, because Gabriel uh, was fighting the king of Persia, um, Michael came to help him fight. I think that I said that Michael came to deliver a message to Daniel, which is not true. Um, basically, Michael came to help um, Gabriel fight the principality. And after that, Gabriel came to tell Daniel in Daniel 10 why he was delayed. So I just want to make sure that I clarify uh, before we go on to the next part of this um, teaching. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, please look in Daniel 10, 12 to 16 to see what um, the reference is. So I just wanted to correct myself. All right. Thank you so much. So now let's go on to uh, what I was saying. All right. I hope that you were edified um, by the song. It's called, uh, I believe, Consuming Fire by the Well. And also I had an advertisement um, and also a correction that I needed to make. The Holy Spirit led me to uh, Daniel 10 um, this week. And as I read it, I got a clarity that, hey, I might have said something that was not completely right. And that's how the Holy Spirit does. He will he will correct you. He will bring back to your memory. You need to correct this or you need to do this. And I just love that because he's a teacher, you know. Uh, so anyway, thank you for tuning back in to Mimi's message after our advertisement. Uh, we are continuing with the steps in the 20 things that can help you on your journey of freedom to stay free okay uh as as we went to uh advertisement i was talking about dream realm and while while we were in advertisement the holy spirit was speaking to me about sharing more information about dreams um concerning dreams uh you know with especially with the understanding dreams um there are people who have the gift of interpretation of dreams uh if you dwell with the Lord for a long time, he will start to impart upon you um, those type of gifts and anointing. One thing that I do as somebody who can um, interpret the dreams of the Lord allows me to see. Um, and it's by the Lord that I, I do it. You know, it's not by power nor by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. Right. He is the one that allows us. He's the one that give revelation okay, of dreams. Uh, one thing I do is, you know, I pray over it and I ask the Lord, 
reveal to me what it what it means. And sometimes he will show me a Bible verse. He will give me vision. He will uh, send me in the word of God. He will even give me a circumstance in my own personal life that will give me revelation. Okay. So don't put God in a box when it comes to interpret, interpreting dreams. Uh, he's way broader than, than that. Um, and, you know, as you get used to interpreting dreams, sometimes the Lord will send people to you that you can help interpret your dreams. And that has happened to me before. Um, but one thing is that I remember uh, even this week I had a dream and uh, I was able to, you know, take take apart certain part of the dream. But one one portion, I was like, I don't understand what this means, you know. And so as I was praying, I fell into a sleep. And then when I fell into a sleep, I had a dream, an- another dream that the Holy Spirit led me to that revealed to me, basically was a, a, you know, a revelation dream that revealed to me what that thing in the dream meant. Okay, so it exposed to me part of the dream so that, so that I understand it. And so when I came out of the dream, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. All right, thank you, Lord. And so I was able to make, a, you know, understand, understanding of the puzzle, you know, because the dreams are puzzles, okay? It's parables, like Jesus spoke in parables, right? And so you have to dissect it. And sometimes, even now, what the Holy Spirit is showing me is that even sometimes, even for me personally, sometimes I step away from my dream, like I, I'll write it down, I'll pray. And then um, after I ask the Lord, you know, what is this dream about? And I don't get any revelation, I would step away from the dream, right? And then after like a week, well, I'm going to say a week, like two days or two, two, to, two days to a week, I would come back to the dream and then look at it with fresh eyes, right? And when I do that, I'm able to understand it, you know, on a deeper level. So if you're somebody that is new to dream interpretation, it's not you that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit that's in you that's helping you understand the puzzle, okay? Uh, you cannot interpret it on your own mind, on your own accord. You have to rely on God. And that's how it is when it comes to Christianity. You got to rely on the Lord for everything. And that's amazing, right? Because then you don't have to figure things out, you know? Uh, and then also I was talking about um, if you have a spirit husband or a spirit wife, um the one thing that the Holy Spirit was leading me to is to, if you if you have that experience, uh, you need to pray, like really fast and pray. Like I'm not saying just pray and just walk away, but like really, really take it seriously because um, spirit spouses can really deprive you of things that the Lord wants to give you. Um, like I said, people, you can see somebody and. They're amazing, but they're not married. Sometimes it's tied to spirit spouse, okay? Or maybe somebody's married that they can't have kids. Sometimes it's tied to spirit spouse, you know? Or somebody has a lot of poverty, you know? It's like they're making a lot of money, but it's it's not going anywhere. Sometimes it's tied to spirit spouse. So you want to fast. Uh, fasting is very important, you know? As Jesus said um, in Matthew and Living Luke, um, you know, the, the word of the Lord is is that some things cannot leave without fasting and prayer, you know. And when it comes to, um, you know, about diabolical things, sometimes you got to fast, you know. Fasting is very important. It really is. Um, sometimes I fast without even knowing that I'm fasting, you know. 
uh, sometimes you fast so much you forget like you're supposed to eat <laughs> but you know it comes with uh anything like you don't even feel hungry you know that's that's another level of fasting where you get to a point where you don't even feel hungry because you're so filled with the spirit of the lord like you're so like you've been so engulfed with, with you know with worship with prayer with your word you know and it's like when you when you go to like all prayer night you know a prayer service or a worship service you come out you you come back feeling so full right that's how the spirit of the lord is um and so <clears throat> take your uh prayer life seriously take your dream life seriously it's really really important um and sometimes you know the diabolical things that you see is the lord unveiling to you what the enemy is planning to do okay again your dream is not where it ends you have a word of prayer in your mouth to break it if it needs to be broken and you need you you have a word in in your mouth to pray for god to uh, to make it happen if it needs to if it's you know a a, a divine dream okay and if it's a, a um a flesh dream then you need to pray f- you know for your heart god to align his heart i mean your heart with his heart you know your your des- his desires with your desires right uh that your desires will be in tune with the lord's desires uh the bible says that you know oh lord search me and know my anxious thoughts right so that's a very pure you know prayer to pray god search me and know my anxious thoughts so um yeah anyway so let's go to 12 remember that temptation is not a sin temptation is not a sin it's an entryway that the enemy uses to lure you to cause you to sin okay just because you're tempted doesn't mean you've sinned all right um but if you partake in it yeah then you sin the word says that you know sometimes our own desires causes us to be tempted sometimes our own desires you know uh, open the door of temptations so remember that temptation is not a sin you just have to train your mind and your heart and immediately cast it down when temptation comes that's why you have to be so in tune with the lord when you are so in tune with the lord and the word of god when a temptation comes you immediately be able to discern it very quickly your spirit man will will quickly see it and that's when you cast it out initially that initial temptation you pull it down and submit it under the obedience of jesus christ okay make it captive right to the obedience of jesus christ you pull it down okay um like i said sometimes your own desires can lead you into temptation and that's where you gotta really train yourself train your desires to be pure you know uh philippian 4 8 says think of things that are noble or things that are just or things that are good report right or things that are pure okay things that you know are righteous think of those things set your mind on things above not on things of this world so you might have to renew your mind of righteous things righteous thinking righteous way of living right uh be very aware and discern quickly when those thoughts come in okay quickly when you start to you know um have those um imagination of sexual encounters pray against it if you pray in tongues start praying in tongues tongues right start praying in tongues you know if you start to have those desires again like you want to go to this place or go here or go there or do this or do that or eat that or drink this or that it quickly quickly start praying against it just say god help me you know start praying against it okay 
capture those initial thoughts. Uh, you can look in Second Corinthians ten five to seven. Okay, that's the Bible verse to capture those thoughts and pull it down to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Thirteen, steady, steady, steady your Bible daily. I cannot stress this enough. You know, God speaks to us through the Word of God.、Um, I've never met somebody who is in the five foot ministry that God doesn't speak to them through the Word of God.、Um, that is His meat. That is the Word, right? We're not to live by milk alone. We have to live by the Word of God.、Um, you know, sometimes God will like I'm talking to somebody and God will give me a Bible verse and I'm like, okay, what does that mean? So I'll go and look at it. And if it if if it you know it's supposed to be for that person, I'll tell the person. If it's supposed to be like a warning to me. About that person, or maybe it might be something for me, you know, to know, you know, I would discern who it's for when I read it, okay. And God does that. But if you don't know the Word of God, you know, the Bible says that.、Uh, what What did God tell Moses? He said, "Go, and I will, I will speak through your mouth." Right? What happens in the Word of God is that when you when you study the Word of God, it's in you. You know, the Holy Spirit searches in you, okay, and then He. Reminds you of those words. Sometimes, you know, when I preach, I preach prophetically.、Uh, God will give me like a、um, a word or you know a chapter, and I'll go. And as I'm talking, He will start to like piece together things. You know, He starts to piece together Bible verses, even you know stories in the Word of God. He starts to piece it together. He will give me revelation. You know, and I love that. You know, because that's how He 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 teaches me to preach. To depend on him, to depend on hearing the Holy Spirit as he's talking, I'm talking. You know, giving giving me revelation. Okay, so if you know the word, he can use it to edify you. Okay, remember Jesus knows the word, right? He is the word in flesh, right? When the enemy came to him in Matthew, Luke, right? What the enemy came to tempt him so many times, right? But Jesus was really quick with the word. He knew what word to use to 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 come against the enemy, and that's the thing. When the temptation comes, you gotta know your word. Like I said before, men shall not you know you,、uh, men shall not be drunk with wine, but but be filled with the spirit of the Lord. I don't really know where it is in the Bible. I know it's in Proverbs, but I don't know the exact chapter. But I know that word because the Holy Spirit brought it back to me, right? And so you have to. Really know the word for yourself. When you know the word for yourself, the enemy will not,、um, you know, will not come and try to deceive you or tempt you. All right. So,、um, really take your your、uh, studies of the word of God very seriously. Very very seriously.、Uh, if you don't have a Bible, I want you to get a Bible. The best Bible to me is New New King James Version. Or King James Version,、uh, you know, I'm not really into the Passion Translation and the NIV, you know, Amplified. I mean, Amplified is good because it it has some explanations, but、uh, honestly, I feel like the the Bible has been watered down by these these different type of translations.、Uh, so I like、um, to study New King James Version. It's better for me. Um, you know, it's better for me. For me, I like it. Um, so whatever, whichever the Holy Spirit leads you to, just you know, 
go and get that bible and have a steady bible you know i have a steady bible i have a bible that i i personally you know learn from um, per, from me and i have a bible that i i really study from to teach and to be filled with this with the word of god so that when i'm talking god the holy spirit can help me um you know say what i need to say and reference what i need to reference and all of that all right so Let's go on to, I believe the next one is 14. All right, so I want to say this before we move on to 14. When you feel overwhelmed, tell God to give you strength. Also, when you study the word of God, the most important thing is to ask for revelation. Pray and ask God before you read it. Tell the Lord, I want you to please help me unveil this to me. You know, because the word of God has so many in it. Like, you can never really study the word of God. I remember one of my boss, uh, God led me there to help her um, to be saved. Ba- basically, to pray salvation prayer with her and to help her to be saved, um, to go to church with her kids and all that. And I remember uh, she read the Bible, like, in literally, like, two months, the whole Bible in two months. And she was really excited. She's like, I'm done with the Bible, you know, and, you know in my mind i'm like you can never really be done with the bible but you know uh she she was new to christianity so i didn't want to like burst a bubble you know i celebrated with her that it's great that you're done reading the bible but you know it's good to go back and you know go over the the verses for revelation and maybe you might you might be that person that has read the bible you know the whole bible from genesis to revelation and maybe this is the Lord telling you, go back and really like dig into it, you know, for more revelation. Because you can never really like study the Bible. It's so much in there that is unseen, right? I feel like in between each word is a revelation that we, we have to grasp. So anyway, uh, I think uh, it says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Uh, it's in Ephesians 5.18. It was not in Proverbs. You know how Proverbs has so many wise um, counsel? Anyway, it says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So it's Ephesians 5.18. That is where that verse is. Um, so use your angels as well. Um, you know, angels, ministering angels come to reveal to you the Word of God. There are sometimes I'll, I'll feel, I'll sense the spirit of, you know, I'll sense the spirit of the Lord in the room helping me. And also I'll sense an angel in the room that will come. And after the angel leaves, I have this revelation um, or this, you know, word in me. And it's, it's because the Lord uses angels to minister to us. Okay, so use angels. Okay, use your angels, meaning praise the Lord to send his angels to minister to you okay pray for god to send angels ahead of you and cover you as well okay so 14 do not fear but live in freedom and faith okay do not fear the enemy coming back do not fear demons coming back do not fear we don't live in fear we live in faith all right ask god for forgiveness when you need to okay we you know it says um when we fall short of the glory of the lord we are to come to him right all have all have fallen short of the glory of the Lord, right? All have fallen short. You have to ask the Lord, you know, and ask Him to forgive you, right? Ask Him to forgive you, and He will. He will. Confess your sins to the Lord. 
and he will forgive you okay do not let guilt hold you back it says in proverbs 24 16 what does it say it says for a just man fall it says i'll I'll read from the new king james version it says for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again but the wicked shall fall by calamity okay so do not do not um let your fall be a something that will stagnate you from not growing with the lord just ask for forgiveness and have faith that you know whenever you feel weak god is strong in our weakness god is strong right so ask for strength in your weakness be patient with yourself and the process okay uh, nobody, no, no baby, and this is the revelation, revelation that the Lord is showing me, is no baby wakes up one day and start walking, right? It's a process. It's like you, when you get delivered, it's like you have to relearn certain things, especially if if that demon has been there for a long time and has, and you have, uh, you know, yielded to those temptations. You have to relearn. It's like your baby, you know, you're relearning yourself. You're relearning your your desires you're relearning you you are relearning what you are to desire you know and what you're to do so be patient with yourself you know it's a process and also remember the art of fleeing from from temptation joseph fled from temptation you don't want to be david and not flee from temptation and look at Bathsheba and basically go into a whole sin for killing somebody else's husband just so you are you are able to be with that person don't get to that point flee from temptations right if only david was able to turn away and go and actually be on the battlefield and be in position where he was supposed to be you know all of this would not have happened to him um some battles are for god to handle through your angels and some are for you to flee or for you to to fight you got to know when you are a david who needs to come against your goliath and you have to know when you are a joseph who needs to leave and let and let and let the lord handle it okay um there are times where you know i remember my uh where i used to live there was this lady like every time i knew she had there was something about her that was not divine i just could sense it she had a mission the enemy sent her to do something against me and i've never seen her in a long time but all of a sudden, every single time I come out of, you know, the apartment, I see her. I see her getting in her car or I see her leaving from her car. And it's not, it's not, you know, that she was there. It's just how she was behaving. It's, it's as though she knew I was coming, you know, and I knew that was diabolical. I knew it. So instead of like standing there and praying in tongues against her, I was like, you know, what? I'm too tired for this. I'm not like, I'm not. I'm not about to engage her. I'm just going to pray for the Lord to to send my angels to stop her. Whatever mission that she came to do near my car or or came to do, you know, uh, at that place. I'm just going to let the Lord lead my angels to fight her. And all I did was go home and pray and tell the Lord, please send my angels against what she's trying to do. And I kid you not, the next day I did not see her ever. I've never seen her again. Okay. So you have to realize what battle is yours to fight and what battle is the Lord's. You know, sometimes you got to just let the Lord deal with the witches and the warlocks, okay, and the demons. All you got to do is pray because he has angels ready. Some people are not using their angels. 
They're there waiting for you to pray to the Lord so that they can go in war for you. You got to open your mouth and pray. Your angels have to... Oh, so this is what happens when you engage the enemy okay when you want to fight the enemy your angels have to stand back god is not going to go against your will okay he's not when you want to take matters into your own hands sometimes you know the matter that we need to take into our own hands is prayer and being in the word of god and then let the angels go and fight but if you want to fight flesh with flesh, you can't do that. We fight we fight not against flesh and blood. We fight in the spirit. All right? So remember that. You have angels assigned to you. Pray. Because if you want to fight the enemy, if, if, if maybe you had an issue with anger, right? You have a spirit of anger in you and rage. And, you know, a man of God or a woman of God prayed that spirit out of you. Okay? And you have uh, issues with some people that basically are, you know, taunting you or annoying you or whatever. All you got to do is pray. You don't got to go to their house and try to, like, you know, tell them off or tell them how you feel and all that. Because then you're putting matters in your own hands. And the angels have to stand back because God, God will not go against your will. So know when to fold and know when to hold, okay? Know what to do. Like, what is my por- what is my portion in this, okay? And let the angels fight for you. Let God fight for you. Exodus 14, 14. Be still. Just be still and let the Lord fight for you. Um, 15. You will have people who are bound with what used to bound you come around you. That will happen. Um, be careful. Okay, be careful because some spirits transfer. Okay, some spirit transfer. Majority of the spirit actually transfer. That's why you got to be careful with the company that you keep. You got to be careful, right? Because bad company, what? Corrupts good judgment. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. It says in Psalms 1, 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But he delight in, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Okay, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Remember, demons transfer, okay? If somebody has a, a gossiping spirit, that's why, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying, is saying right now. That's why you got to be careful who you are sitting under as a, as a mentee, okay? Who your leader is. Because if they struggle with perversion, if they struggle with homosexuality, if they struggle with gossip, if they struggle with bitterness, jealousy, Whatever it, you know, the oil, whatever it is, will flow from the head down. You gotta be careful, okay? Who you associate with. I don't care how famous they are. I don't care how many people know them. It doesn't matter. You gotta discern. Be wise in choosing your associations, okay? It's not. You gotta see the fruit, okay? I, I've met people who are like really well known on social media, but when you meet them in person, their fruit is not good. Like you can, you can see all it's it, yeah. 
So you want to be discerning, you know, just because they are well known by thousands of people, you know, thousands of thousands of people tuning to their programs and, you know, they go here to preach or they go here to do this and they do this and do that. Doesn't mean that, you know, they have a good fruit or they bear good, good seeds. You got to be careful. Okay, because what is in them, especially with friends, you are, you are, and even where you work, if you, if you feel that, you know, if you sense like there's a spirit, because, you know, every place have a spirit that dwells there. Okay, if it's not a spirit of the Lord, then it's, it's a demonic spirit, right? Uh, even the place you work, you got to be careful. Like, like I said, I keep saying all the time, sometimes I would drive into a community right and i'll immediately sense a shift i'm like whoa i feel like this heaviness i'm like whoa there's a lot happening in this community all right so even where you live okay uh who you're friends with you gotta be very um aware of those things you know maybe where you live might not be such a big deal like you know um concerning your your circumstance right now uh, but maybe more so who you're friends with uh that's more closer to you who you associate with if you cannot change where you live because of financial situation just pray for protection you know god will protect you but like i'm saying who you talk to on a daily basis because yet you, you got to be careful who is speaking to you okay who you're listening to all right um so be careful with that because spirits transfer if somebody has a gossiping spirit it will transfer to you the more you spend time gossiping with them okay uh if somebody has a, a, a homosexual spirit or perversion spirit or lustful spirit it will transfer to you if some if, if the word of god is not lying when it says you know be mindful of your association okay the word of the, the word of god does not is not just stating oh you know do not you know do not associate with sinful people because you know uh, good uh, good judgment your your good judgment will be perverted okay do not be unevenly yoked it is true do not you know and i and my understanding of on of of being evenly yoked and unevenly yoked is this if the person is not a christian uh it's unevenly yoked okay there is levels in being evenly yoked what do i mean if you're trying to date somebody okay and you are maybe a five in the spirit, meaning you really study the word of God. You are into prayer. You pray to the Lord. You worship. You 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 know you you volunteer. You know for the for the work of ministry. You you are a kind person. You take your your life seriously with the with the Lord. And you meet somebody who's a two. You know they only pray over their food. You know or or they pray. You know um, oh I lay, lay me down to sleep. You know, I pray my Lord to keep that prayer. They just pray a short prayer once a day or even once a week. They don't even open their Bible only on Sundays. You don't want to, you know, be in a relationship with that person because bad company corrupt good judgment. Okay, you want to find somebody who is a five or a six or a ten. Okay, uh, so if you are a ten, you want to find, a, a, you know, a man who is a ten. Right, if you're a woman who is a ten in the spirit, you want to find a man who is a uh, you know, a 10, right? So, you want to be evenly yoked. Like, their anointing, their their desire for the Lord, their 
their their um their walk with the Lord, their their vision, their purpose. Does it align with yours? Okay. So be wise in who you choose. It's not that you think that you're better. No, it's that you want to maintain your healing. You you don't want to open a wound. You don't want to open your wound again of of that you know bondage. Okay. You want to keep growing from victory to victory, from glory to glory, okay? Um, because when you get delivered, you, your wound is still open. You, you're still being healed, okay? You're still being healed. So you want to be careful because that, that it's, it's like, you know, when a wound is, is, is covered, but it's not all the way covered, you know, you can easily stab it and it will start to bleed again. Basically, that's where you are when you get delivered. So you want to be very, very careful because you're fragile at that time, right? Uh, when you feel like you have mastered and, and that you, you, you know and you, you live freely, mentally, emotionally, physically from what used to bound you, then you can associate with those, you know, that, you know, have what you used to have, what, what bondage that you used to have. And you will know, God will give you grace to be able to minister to those people, even to be able to be friends with them, okay? But the thing is, God will give you grace for it. There's there's a measure of grace for everybody, okay? Even prophets and apostles, there's a measure of grace. So if you are free, don't go around trying to free those, those that used to, those that, um, you know, uh, have the the bondage that you used to have. Because what you don't want to do is to, to prematurely, you know, step into a position that you're not ready for, okay? If you, there are people who are like, oh, you know, I can cast out demons. So I'm going to go to that city or to that state and pray against the principality and command the principality in that place to leave. If God has not given you that grace to drive away principality from a, uh, a city, you just sit your butt somewhere and pray, okay? Don't go over there trying to raise up no principality, okay? You remember what you know what your grace is, know how your measure of grace basically, you know. If you're not called to go to you know a rehab facility to deliver people from addiction, don't do that. If you're not called to go into you know a um, uh, a um, um, what you may call it. Uh, an orphanage place, you know, to help children who are orphans. If you don't have that desire, if you don't have that that love, that care, don't go opening any doors that you can't walk through. Okay, if you're not called to help um, um, prostitutes be free, don't go because if you don't have the grace, guess what happens when you go? There is a principality there there are demons there that are going to enter you because demons don't look at your appearance they they can sense you know how you feel internally they can sense if you're afraid or if you are truly confident in what you're doing okay in what god has called you to do or if even if god has you know what um what is what did the demon tell the the i think the sons of skiva or something like that what in in acts in the book of acts he says Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? Right? You don't want that. You don't want that. And what did it what, what did the demon do? The demon caused them to basically 
take off your clothes and run and run naked. You don't want to be embarrassed, okay? So don't go over there trying to be Superman. If God has not called you to be Superman or Superwoman, if God has not called you, just keep on working on your freedom. And when the time comes, God will grace you to be able to help other people, okay? Because many immediately try to free others. Like, I'm, you know, you, you will say, oh, you're free. I want to free. No, 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 no. If God hasn't told you to do that, don't do it. Because you're going to open yourself back to the enemy's trap. Okay? Don't let pride cause you to act prematurely. Keep healing. And trust me, you will know when you're ready. God will show you when you're ready to free people. Don't judge others. 16. Don't judge others. You know, who are in the position that you, you once were. Okay? You can, you know, remove yourself from, their, you know, uh, from being friends with them. You can you know uh, step away and all that but don't judge them just privately pray when led by the holy spirit and keep seeking god okay join a bible teaching holy spirit filled church okay uh remember that jesus and his disciples taught they drove out de- they drove out demons they made disciples okay you want a church that disciples you really truly disciples you not just a church that you know want to show their gifts or just is there or even a dry church you want a church that has a holy spirit in you know in going on you have you you feel the presence of the lord you feel that you're growing okay um don't stay in a limiting church don't do that uh you will know when you have a grown a church okay god will show you uh a church that a church that limits the presence of the lord it's not a church that you want to be in because the holy spirit is the one that's supposed to lead okay lead uh, lead the church because guess what when jesus left he says i'm leaving with you a comforter right he told the disciples do not go and drive out demons do not go and do ministry without first waiting for the holy spirit and so if if the if the apostles waited so much so long for the holy spirit why is it that now many churches don't want to invite the holy spirit in there like they waited for the Holy Spirit so that so that it can go out and build a church, build you know make disciples and do the work of the Lord. All this time they waited, and they've been you know with the help of the Holy Spirit been doing miracles, signs and wonders. And now that we are truly like growing, we want to push the Holy Spirit out. It doesn't make sense to me. He's the source, right? He's the source. He's the source that the Lord left with us. To teach us, to comfort us, to help us, to equip us. Right? It doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, 18. Do do new things. Do new things and do positive things. Create new habits, godly habits. Create good things that you can keep doing. If you like to to read, read more. You know, if you like to write, write more. If you like to, you know, sew, cook, clean make things do more of that do more positive things volunteer okay uh you can volunteer okay you can go to uh there's a lot of volunteer opportunities soup kitchens need volunteers okay you can donate things you can even start to make you know care packages for homeless people there's so much you can do okay give back to the community 19 share your testimony of freedom the bible says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony 
and they did not love their life to death. And that's in Revelation. Okay? Sometimes the reason why you're not free is because you don't want to share what happened. Okay? The moment you share, you become free. Sometimes the enemy likes it when you, you have secrets. You know, it's being secretive. Because the enemy is, is very secretive, right? But God is very truthful. So when you share your testimony, you're giving glory to the Lord. Okay? And you will know when to share. Okay, if you're not ready to share, it's fine. You can share with people close to you, okay? Uh, you don't have to go on social social media and blast it, okay? But share it with people around you, your friends, your close friends that will not judge you, okay? And over time, you will finally be able to share with thousands of people. I remember when I shared my testimony, okay, uh, that led to basically, um, when I was little, I was um, molested, okay? And um, that really had a, a, a horrible impact on me. And so what happened was um, after some time, I, you know, when I grew up, I realized I needed to face it. And so I, I went through this freedom thing um, that basically I, I got healing in that area. And so uh, after that, after I got the healing, I remember I, I woke up from a dream and the Lord imparted upon me this mandate to have redemption conference, to free other women, to help them be free, Okay from uh that thinking of um you know what that what happened to them um when they were young that paralyzed them from being able to walk in purpose basically and so from that like i I do redemption conference to to read you know because the blood of jesus redeems us right and so um to help people to help women be free be redeemed uh, to walk in purpose because what the enemy you know we all know how the enemy works he try to target you at a young age bring all type of craziness right to, to cause you to not know who you are you know to cause you to 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 be to, to just you know see people in, in a way that is not right like meaning you know you, you don't trust people you know it causes you it causes you to Basically, what the enemy try to do in your life at a young age is to just disturb your your natural thinking or your, your natural way of seeing things, of seeing people, right? And so, even like with Jesus, right? The enemy wanted to target Jesus. What, what did what did the king do? Try to kill all the boys until Jesus. The angel came and told told um, them to go a different route, and even told the the wise men, "Do not go back and tell." the king where you know jesus is take another another route right so the enemy is always trying to come against those that god has chosen and so what what redemption conference does is that it helps women heal and even children heal and and get set free and delivered uh from whatever it is that the enemy try to use against them um so over time your testimony will become your ministry okay your your freedom will become your ministry Okay, um, what what you go through, sometimes God allows it because uh, it helps it helps you become passionate to help other women. There are a lot of women that have like singles ministry because they have been hurt by men, and so they know how to help other women be free. Okay, uh, and help other women choose the right men. Um, you know, there are women who have like you know. Um, single mothers ministries because they know how it feels to be a single mother so there's so many your your misery will become your ministry okay but when the time is right the lord will reveal it to you i remember when i got after i got through freedom 
um and there was so many things that i needed to like it's like it's like a a uh, what the holy spirit is showing me is like an onion okay uh, when you peel an onion you're gonna cry all right there's a lot of peeling that needed to happen okay uh you know forgiveness and all those things uh releasing things you, you got you have to go through all of that right and after you release all of that you feel free and and you have a new perspective about you know life and about who god has called you to be okay um and so now you're able to walk boldly in your purpose that you know people cannot silence you anymore uh what the person did to you does not define you right and so um you're able to walk in your in your freedom and help other people i remember when i woke up the lord literally like kept telling me redemption conference redemption conference so i thought i was supposed to go to a redemption conference so i was looking online i'm like where where is this redemption conference that i need to attend and immediately the the lord said no you are going to host redemption conference and i'm like what you know uh and god has been faithful to help me do that uh 20 the last one start working on your calling okay or if you're working on your calling keep working on it even harder all right the enemy brings you know demons to to distract you and to stop you from what god is trying to birth out of you okay the enemy enemy it might not even be demons it might be issues that you're dealing with okay that the enemy will try to bring distractions through issues don't let it stop you keep working harder in ministry in your purpose all right so these are 20 things that you know the lord led me to 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 share with you all uh and i I would say you know keep forgiving uh keep forgiving uh you can forgive as many times as you need to forgive whoever i don't know why i'm saying this but i feel like somebody needs to forgive somebody uh you know keep forgiving that person if if the enemy brings it back to your memory pray for forgive you know the best way to forgive somebody is to pray blessings upon the person or even to bless the person literally bless them with money or bless them with a gift bless them with something to forgive them okay pray blessings upon them it will be hard but you gotta pray blessings upon them the bible says what bless those who curse you right bless those who misuse you bless them it's true it's the best medicine to basically pray blessings over the person that has hurt you so i want to encourage that person that you know the one that wants to give up god says hold on daughter you are a conqueror he made you such a conqueror okay you're like an esther basically trials come trials come but remember that your father adonai elohim helped you before so if he's done it before he can do it again right He can sure enough do it again and exceed your expectations. He will exceed your expectations. So I hope that you are blessed today. Um, Thank you for tuning in to Mimi's message on deliverance, how to remain free. Um, This has been a great uh, podcast to share with you. This is a revelation that the Lord gave me. Uh, I was just writing it all down. It was so fast. You know, God can really like give you a download in like one minute. <laughs> so I hope that you were blessed. And I pray that you will uh, take time to even get, gain more revelation from the Lord. Because he has more for you concerning your what you are going through. Or what you just came out of. 
uh, if you got free, uh, congratulations. This is a great step uh, of freedom that you are and you have entered in. Uh, if you still need to be free, if you still feel like you have a you know uh, a spirit that is you know overtaking you or causing you to do things that you're not supposed to. Um, I pray that you you seek a man of God or a woman of God that has a high authority in the spirit uh, to drive out whatever needs to be drive, driven out and to break whatever needs to be broken. But, you know, keep praying, keep fasting. The Lord can deliver you and heal you, all right? But these are things that you can do to maintain your freedom. Remember, bad company corrupts good judgment. Some of you, the reason why you're still bound is because you keep you you, you keep keeping your friends that the Lord has told you to let go, you keep you keep them around. And God is like, I told you to let that person go. They're feeding the wrong things. Or even reminding you of your past. Let that person go. Let those people go. God has new friends for you that are going to feed the right seed in you. Okay? And remember to pray over your, your yourself and anoint yourself. Pray over your dream. Right? Let the Lord lead you in everything. Be led by the Holy Spirit in all things. Okay? All right. Thank you so much. I hope that this song blesses you. Uh, this song is called Burn um, by The Well. So listen to it and let it be um, something that can really edify you. And also I'm, I'm going to play uh, No Bondage by Jubilee Worship. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you have a purpose. That's why the enemy is after you. The enemy doesn't go after those that that already already captured, okay? It goes after those that have a uh, understanding of who they are and are walking in the will of the Lord. So, remember Luke 10, 19. If the enemy comes, you have authority over them. Do not be fearful. Especially in your dream realm. Don't be fearful of the enemy attacking you. You have power. You You can pray against the enemy. You can silence the enemy and you can fight against the enemy okay and you have angels that can come and war for you in your dream realm all right so remember to pray 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 study the word of god worship live live a life that is pleasing to the lord and ask the lord for help in your weakness he's there to help you in your weakness god is strong all right love you all have a blessed night Jesus!
If you believe that the chains are broken over your life, come on, I decree it over somebody in this place. There's somebody who walked in here bound. There's somebody who walked in here broken. But he's come to mend every single broken heart. Come on, he's come to mend every single broken heart. Consuming fire Burn Burn What's not like you Consuming fire Say Surrender tonight. Somebody. 
Somebody surrender tonight. Hey, somebody surrender tonight. Yes, surrender your will tonight. Surrender your will tonight. Somebody surrender. Yeah. 